Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. And today we are going to discuss The Cloud Roads, which is by Martha Wells and was published in 2011 by Nightshade. Nightshade was a publish, uh, publishing was originally an American-based independent publishing company that specialized in science fiction, fantasy, and horror. However, after issues with contracts and declaring bankruptcy, it became a branch of Skyhorse Publishing and is distributed by Simon and Suster. Suster. Thank you. I did not want those vowels to go where they were supposed to. Martha Wells is considered a speculative fiction author, which means that her fiction includes elements that do not exist in reality, recorded nature, history, or the present universe. Uh, this does include most types of science fiction and fantasy, along with other fictional works like historical fiction. Uh, she's identified as such because she does regularly cross genres like science fiction and fantasy. She has also won two Nobel Nebula, sorry, two Nebula Awards. Three, damn, she's got a Nobel <laughs> Prize. Three Locus Awards and two Hugo Awards, which I wasn't sure if the Hugo Awards were the only ones that were for a Murderbot series or if all of those were for Murderbot series, but the Hugo, I know, were for Murderbots, which is part of why we did this author is because both Sarah and Kim have read and loved Murderbots. I've read part of Murderbots. I have not I had the chance to read the map. Murderbots. Oh, yeah, it's Murderbots. Well, the books, there's more. I'm nearly... I I wrote this down exactly as it showed up in Wiki, and they had it as Murderbots series. I I don't know what to tell you. It's probably plural because it's a series. Yeah. Okay. Because there's just one Murderbot. Yeah, I'm nearly positive. I will check real quick. I mean, that is the name it gives itself. It's not... So, on Amazon, it's the Murderbot Diaries. So it's probably just a fluke from where I got the information on Wikipedia. I was doing this really quick beforehand. I apologize that I did not double check my sources on that. Um, I was just getting cool information. (laughs) So, however, today we are discussing the Cloud Roads, which the plot is Moon doesn't know who his people are or where he came from, let alone how to fit in amongst them. But quickly it becomes his responsibility to save an entire court when the Fells set their eyes on it. Aiding the Sister Queen Jade, they develop a plan to move their people and struggle to stop the Fell from using the court for its own dangerous desires. Did I sum up that plot for you guys well enough? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. I I really wasn't sure if I, like, missed anything when I was writing that. So, we will start with you, Kim. How did you feel about the book? I liked it. No star rating. I liked it. (laughs) Okay. Um, It did take a while for it to get a hold of me. So, it was a little slow in the beginning. But once, once I decided I really liked the characters... Um, then it, then I enjoyed it. It didn't take me long to read it. Well, okay. except for, you know, Lego builds, but. Anyway. So is that coming along? Oh, mm. it's probably not the time to discuss it, but. It's coming along really well. It's really well. I've got, I've, it's got, it's got landing struts on it. So, oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about my Millennium Falcon. Yes, which has come up before, so this yeah. isn't a shocker for people. Although I don't know if it's actually come up in the regular podcast or if it's in the no stuff idea. that we're pe- prepping for Patreon, but it has come up before, so it's fine. You can digress on that. It is to be expected. So you liked it, but you did end up listening to it. Half, because about you, halfway through. Halfway yeah. through because of 
Lego building. Um, What did you think of the narrator for the audio? Was it good or? Ah, he was all right. He's all right. Okay. Okay. So you wouldn't necessarily (laughs) recommend the audio book for people. Not necessarily. Some of his voices were were pretty funny. Oh, did he do different voices? Yeah. Yeah. And when he got growly, it was, it was, especially when he was doing the fell, it was like, and I'm like, okay, this isn't a metal concert. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it was good. It, it, I was able to continue to listen to it while doing other things, which is the big mm-hmm. catch for me. If the if the voice stays there and, and I don't just check out and suddenly I realize I'm 100 pages past and I have no idea what happened. So I did stay engaged. In it. Okay, that's good. That's yeah. good. All right, Sarah. So this was actually your pick. Mm-hmm. So how did you feel about this book? I liked it. Okay. Did you like it as much rereading it as you did the first time? Well, this was my third time reading oh, it. Oh, third time. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, t- a third time all the way through. Okay. I would just pick it up and read my favorite parts over again um, at times. How do you find your favorite parts? Uh, I just, like, flip through. I can't I wait till we go along and I find out which favorite parts are yours. I like I, I like that idea. I yeah. Don't, I don't do that. If I read a book over again, I'm reading the whole dang thing. That's usually what I do, too. But for this book, I would get, like, certain scenes, like, almost stuck in my head where I just really wanted to reread them again. And Very so cool. I would just flip through and, um, and reread them. And I do like the thing about this book is that the first time you read it, you don't know anything about the world or the Roxera or Roxera, Roxera, I don't know. They say Roxera in the audiobook, yeah. They say Roxera, so I'm going to be saying that wrong. Um, So you're like learning it as Moon learns it, and you see everything from his perspective, which obviously it's written from his perspective anyway. But when you reread it, especially if you've read the whole series and you are more familiar with like their culture and everything, you're seeing it kind of like from their perspective. You can kind of understand why it's really weird, like how they treat Moon and everything. Um, so I just, I find it fun to kind of get, I don't know, like more to depth go back it. Yeah. to it and be like, oh, you know, all this that they're doing makes sense now that I know more about their court and how they uh, do things. Well, that's interesting because I'm wondering if I would have liked Oddly enough, if I would have liked it better if I was rereading it, having read everything. I don't know, because I I didn't dislike it. I was actually solidly indifferent. Um, I none of the characters really like caught a hold of me. And um like I wasn't so I got to the end of it, and usually almost any book I read, I get to the end of it, and I'm like, okay, I'm curious enough that I want to read the next one. I actually got to this one and I went. You know, if I don't pick up the next one, I'm not devastated. It was beautifully written. She writes beautifully. Um, the descriptions were interesting. The world building was interesting. It definitely challenges what normally is done in science fiction because normally it's very determined to make things as humanoid as possible. And she definitely is countering that. This is not supposed to be a humanoid creature. It has humanoid elements, but not a humanoid creature. Um, but I just... I wasn't impassioned by it. And it it could be I wasn't in the right mood. As I've said before, I'm a mood reader. And it might have been that I wasn't in the mood for this, which is always a possibility. Um, But I was, I was like, I was just indifferent. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when I read, because I read Murderbot, that series first, Mm -hmm. series. And so I came to this because I liked the author. I liked how she wrote Murderbot. And admittedly, when I, like, saw the book, I saw the cover, I read the description, I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this one. And it did it did take me a while in the beginning to kind of get into it. Um, I don't think I got into it until, like, Stone 
rescues Moon. Mm-hmm. And like from that point on, because Stone is awesome, I was like, <laughs> I like read it in a day. Um, I'm surprised you're you're took to it as much as you did, considering Stone was sidelined for the majority of the story. Yeah, well, Stone is Moon is my favorite in this book. Um, I do really like Stone. I was like, if she kills Stone, like the first, <laughs> yeah, 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 I was done. like, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> um, but. Just a second, we're going to pause. Okay, so we were discussing you liked Stone, and from that point, you kept... Yeah, once Stone came into it, because, um, yeah, when he was in the village, uh, the Cordon. Yeah. I think. Uh, the village, it was like, eh, it was okay, but it wasn't really kind of boring, that yeah. part. Um, but, yeah, once Stone came into it, once you start learning more things, and I do, I just like Stone and Moon's interactions, especially in the beginning. I love just revisiting his first interactions with everyone and how terribly everything goes. All right. Sorry. We keep getting interrupted. It's one of those nights. Um, See, so what you were saying, is really funny because I think part of my struggle was, is Stone was maybe the closest character I got interested to and he got dropped. And then I had also been really curious about Moon's dynamic with the two women at the very beginning and that dropped so quickly. So like the few elements that, maybe might have pulled me through it kept getting dropped that at that point when things were being introduced I was like I don't trust that these elements are going to stay so I just I couldn't invest in it. but anything. they did come back so you you made a you made a prejudgment on that one um no I made a conscious one and I wasn't happy when I'm gonna say Sile I'm not sure how it was said I think it's because I think it's S-I-E-L do you mean Celis is it Celis I can't I, I don't know who you're talking about the names were so yeah I was, mm-hmm. is it Celis? I believe so. Okay. Are you talking about of the two women? Yes. Okay. And the other one is, uh, it's like, it's almost like Eileen, but it's not. Eileen? Yeah, Elaine, maybe. Yeah, that that one, yeah. So, Celis, when she was in it, I when she came back into it, I was pleasantly surprised. I was glad that that element did come back in. Um, but it took so long that I was like, okay, she came back in, she helped them. That's cool. And then, like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think it just... it's such a, a, a such a statement on Moon because he really doesn't read people well at all. No. He has no idea. Because every person. His social skills were. Non-existent. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, he's, um, he's one of the characters that I just, like. I feel like I understand all of his choices perfectly and I don't actually like when I read char- books with other characters, there's always like a moment where it's like, oh, why would you make that stupid decision? With Moon, it's like, I know this isn't necessarily the right decision, but this is definitely what I would do in the same situation. So I love which, you, Moon. <laughs> which to be honest, as I was reading this, I was like, oh, I can I could see why you liked it so much. I was like, Sarah probably relates to Moon. I'm like, I, I can see it, particularly because when it moons being discussed, you don't get a lot of like, I don't want to say you lack emotions because it's going to come out wrong. There's not a lot of emotional reaction to what it's doing. It's very much a trying to understand the social situation and just like at certain points he doesn't care. And other times it just kind of passes over him and he's cool with that. And I was like, this is such a Sarah reaction because you either you either don't care about an emotional reaction you're getting from a person or I've seen where times emotions like just slide right over the top of you. And you're just like looking at me like, 
what 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 just happened? Why why <laughs> why should I be why should I care? Um, so like I could look at it and I'm like I can see it. Um, but for me it was like eh, okay I, I I get it. It just oh, okay. So the one thing I struggled with is I got tired of the fact that Moon kept hissing at people and of like whatever the the frills frills his frills kept being discussed um so that was a little off-putting for me is is sometimes the physical descriptions of his reactions got tiring in the beginning that really bothered me until i just let go of them being humanoid and then Mm -hmm. once it was like okay they're literally hissing. It's not that she's using he hisses. Yeah, like yeah. he's literally hissing. Yeah, I think the kept the hissing, to be growling. Yeah, you instead, know. instead of like arching a brow or right. other like human facial things, that's where she does the hissing or the spines flattening yep. or yep. flaring. Oh, for me, it was. I felt like it was mentioned too often. Like she didn't trust me to just start assuming that's what that reaction was. Yeah, this is totally alien to human activity so it would need to be said yeah, repeatedly i don't know it just, especially plus, if you don't necessarily know what reaction they're supposed to have right and and in writing if you weren't doing that when you're talking about an alien species um and you you can't put human reactions in the descriptors you're going to lose those descriptors altogether and so I mean, I, I did see people, like, mention that in reviews. It was, yeah. It's like, I yeah, I didn't get that at all because I was just like, it just helped me figure out what exactly, you know, what their reactions were. I like the fact that it came down to some base. He couldn't control it sometimes. Most times he could, but there were some times when his emotions were so strong that he was just like, okay, I wish I could make these things lay down. Which in those, in those you know, moments I found it useful. Um, it just like, it felt at times a little overdone for me. There, there were a few instances where the hissing and the frilling could have just been cut a little bit to really emphasize when he was doing it as an emotional reaction. Cause I don't know it like, and I get it. It was just one of those things that I just was not feeling about it. See, the thing that irritated me Mm -hmm. was the names, moon, stone, rock, stick, Brick, branch. Although the branch one was clever, that was the most clever of the names. Well, and and they, I, I, I didn't get the cleverness of it. What was the clever part of it? Because it's because Moon thought mates all have names that are associated. associated. So what's branches association? I didn't get. So river Moon thought it was in regards to a tree, right? And so he never oh, realized that okay. it was branches in a river, which meant that his hatchmates were river and drift. and drift. drift um, so he hadn't realized that the two that were causing him the most problems were branches siblings, which was setting, which then set up branch to betray him. But right. Moon was so focused on him being something else that it actually like. I think it really hurt him to be betrayed by Branch yeah. um, and to realize that. And that's when I was like, okay, that's a clever use of that name. The rest of them I had a really hard time keeping track of. And and at times I couldn't keep them serious. Um, like if it had just been Moon, I might've been able to handle it. But <laughs> I mean, honestly though, with other fantasy books where they do the dumbest names where it's just a bunch of E's, I's, Y's. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like, that's even harder. I feel like yeah. In most cases, when it comes to names, if they're off spelling, I don't even read them. I just recognize them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
So to have all of these inanimate objects continually thrown in the middle of a sentence, I was just like, I, I, it was jarring until I got used to it. And then it's like, okay, we're, we're talking about people again or whatever, not people. But yeah, we're talking about these, these, these creatures, characters again. Yeah. So it was, it was a little irritating, but I got it. I figured it out. It was, it, it was, it was a clever way to name them, especially yeah. really emphasizing the fact that they hatch out together. Um, I'm curious and I, I am curious about this book in the future and I'm curious if there are other moon, what are they constellations? Are they, are they planets? You know, what, what, why okay, is well, he moon? She yeah. knows, look at the grin on her face. She knows. Now no, I'm going to have to I read more. Thinking, like when I first read it, I remember I did have a problem with moon's name. And then when stone appeared, I was like, that's a weird name. And then I realized it's just like, culturally that's how they do their names yeah, it's yeah. just natural objects um or concepts in some cases like swift well sorrow um so yeah i i didn't have a problem with the names once i do say it's going to make conversing about all of this hard because we have a lot of characters and they have a lot of just basic in it and i'm not going to remember who did what so. Yeah, well, and I think that was my my struggle with the names is at times it, it was hard to be like, like river and and drift. What? I still, though, in all the times that I've read these books, I still do not understand Jade and Balm because they are clutch mates. But I do not understand the connection between Jade and Balm. Like hmm. Those two words. Yeah. Because Jade is just a gemstone. Balm is like lip balm. What's, what's, what's multiple what's definitions soothing. for balm? It's just like, it's me every uh, time in this book when, when it's mentioned. <laughs> I was like, how? So a fragrant ointment or preparation used to heal or soothe. Oh, that's what it is. It's medicinal. Is jade medicinal? Yeah, jade's used as like, um. Jade's a stone, is it not? It mm-hmm. is, it is, but it's believed to have. Oh, like a healing crystal. Something. Yeah, like a healing crystal. Um, it it's in a, in East Asian medical wisdom, jade heals the stressed or, uh, organs oh, and discharges okay. toxins. And balm is also a tree which yields a fragrant resonant substance, especially one used in medicine. Um, so okay. it's medicinal. There. there you go. All right. Problem solved. I guess my it won't internet. bug you next time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's probably medicinal. Um, it was a little off putting though, not realizing some like n- some of the associations. It was like oh, okay, um, particularly because Jade, I kept wanting to put her in the same clutch as Pearl, but they clearly weren't. Well, but and that's that's a, the, the writers of clever writer mm-hmm. and. That's a clever thing to do because it's mm-hmm. throwing off those ties as you're reading the book and you're mm-hmm. kind of your brain's engaging in these people might be siding this way or siding this way because they're siding with their clutch mates. Um, and then you get the impression and then, you, no, not impression, but you're told um, they're not clutch mates. They're, yeah. And, and those that are, know them, well, obviously, you're like, well, okay, I feel stupid. Thank you. <laughs> oh, but I yeah. will say the one character I did like was Chime. Oh, yeah. I, I honestly, the, probably the thing that kept me reading through it, not that I ever like wanted to put it down, but like the kept, the thing that kept allowing me to smile or engage was Chime. OK, which one was Chime? He was the uh, kind of awkward the who became a warrior. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he was the, the one that like I had some level of interest in in terms of characters. Um, Him being forced out of being what he was, that that kind of um, that was it. it, it 
I think is what really centered me on the fact that these are other creatures, more natural creatures. Yes. There are animals in our planet that will spontaneously change. Yeah. Their sex, their gender, whatever you want to. To fit what's needed. What's needed needed in in the society. Yeah. Yeah. Or in their ecosystem. And and so that's a similar thing. And that's when I let go of the hisses and the growls and the grunts and the frills (laughs) and all of that. And I was like, okay, these. Yeah. They're just, they're creatures. Yeah. I, I need to stop humanizing them. Um, yeah i okay so i never had an issue with not humanizing them i i i don't know it just like they were creatures um however i did have a really hard time with the groundlings all like all other animals people beings are groundlings and there was nothing to really different i couldn't tell any of the groundlings apart or understand like Moon kept mentioning so many diverse groups, like he was let, staying with this one and staying with that one, and I couldn't tell if they were supposed to be the same species or different did, species. Oh, different! I so, didn't, I didn't have any problem yeah, with that. There was that's definitely... actually one of the things I kind of like in this world is that there's like you know on Earth there's humans. Mm-hmm. It's the only sentient species, or at least that we know of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. The UK has claimed octopuses, crabs, yeah. and law. Lobsters as sentient uh-huh. beings. Yeah. They now have more rights surgically oh, than women do. <laughs> I love that. False equivalency. <laughs> I, I love fantastic false but that is a false equivalency. But it is a fantastic false equivalency. Women aren't given uh, anesthetic. sentient. No, <laughs> aren't given anesthetic when certain procedures done on their reproductive or- organs because one man way back when decided that women can't feel anything in, in that part of their body. And so when biopsies are taken, they just go in with a little clampy thing and rip part of your hole punch your cervix okay. or your uterus, whatever. Well, not hole punch your uterus. Then they scrape it. Yeah. But anyway, so a TikToker. Are you talking about pap smears? No. no. Oh, biopsies. No. These are when biopsies. Take a, a piece of yeah. flesh and test it. Um, and so there's a TikToker and she's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but she is extremely liberal and, um, she, the, so the lobsters and, and octopus and, and whatever, was it shrimp? Um, they, uh, they've been given a status now that they have to be put under before they can be killed. So you can't just throw a lobster in the United Kingdom in a pot of water any longer. Yeah. yeah. It's unfair to yeah. see, make them see the water coming out because they're sentient enough to, yeah. Fear their death. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that, and that's the thing. Is, but sentience is, isn't feeling pain. Sentience right. is self awareness. At least yeah. that's my understanding of right. sentience. Right. Yeah. Same thing. So if they're self aware, then you know they might be aware enough to know that the pot of water is about ready to, to destroy their existence. Yeah. So, but anyway, so she equ- equated this them to basically since lobsters have now rights, octopuses have to to op- to have anesthesia before they're murdered but women aren't allowed anesthesia before parts of you know hole punches are taken out of their cervix organs um then we are not considered sentient but it's, it's, it's a false just, equivalency it's, it's a false equivalency but it's hilarious it, it is funny it, it she is, is she is hilarious but she is she can have some very extreme views yes yeah not reviews views views but yeah um I can't remember where Rally we started. Yeah. Variety. Yeah. Oh, no, and I, I liked the fact that we had so many sentient, sentient type beings. Um, I just at times had a hard time tracking the groundlings. And again, it could have been my level of, of investment 
it could have been because I was reading it for the first time. And so it's very much the first time reading it through Moon's perspective. And Move, Moon wasn't aware of them. And so I wasn't aware to be aware. Actually, I would say Moon was the most aware. I don't know. I like it. I mean, he's the one that that had interacted with them. The rest of them didn't. They just knew they yeah, were groundlings. Or he had interacted with certain groundlings, obviously yeah. not every species, but he was yeah. vaguely familiar with them, especially because he lived in like port towns or trading larger cities like Kish, I think, is mentioned um, as a big city. But I mean, I would say that you don't necessarily need to know or differentiate the groundling species because um, she just kind of gives brief descriptions. And would those be the humanoid type? I mean, I, yeah, there was a humanoid type. Yeah. They might have kind of like a weirdly shaped skull, maybe and different colored, colored skin. Like yeah. Gray, yeah. Green, yeah. The yellow, um, yeah. the people in the yellow sea. Um, and I mean, those people, the ones on the yellow sea, uh, Dylan and his nephew, Nellan. N e l l a n Niran. Sorry, Niran. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm and I mean, mixing. like those ones are more significant because they, yeah. they play a larger role. But for the most part, it's like usually they. She mentions she brings in a a new sentient species just for them to interact with and then they just kind of go on their way. It's just kind of a way of enriching the background a bit. Um, well, see, I felt like it was failing to enrich the background for me. I, I wanted more details, more explanations, more... I think it could have done more, but I think it would have bogged it down and it would have been yeah. something that we would have complained about in reverse on the book. Yeah, so. sometimes I got lost just in the descriptions of locations. Like she yeah. started describing something and I would read it and I'm like, I yeah. didn't retain that and then I'd have to go back and that would happen like throughout the series um I think Murderbot she was a little bit more brief with her descriptions of background like settings well it, it, a lot of it is just very specific points on planets in, yeah. in Murderbot and, and I think the narrative is just more very specific yeah because yeah it's yeah but um but yeah that that the I don't know how to describe it. I, I get the impression that she, as a writer, is, is even though it's, I guess, science fiction. Um, I think this fantasy. one's fantasy. Is it straight fantasy? Yeah, this I one mean, is fantasy. I, there's, like, nothing science well, fiction about it. I, kn I knew this was Martha Wells, and I, I was expecting full science fiction. Oh. It took, And that could have been my problem in the beginning, was what the hell is going on here? And then it went full fantasy on me. And I'm like, okay, okay. Which is why I explained what she's yeah, classified yeah. as, because I knew that was going to come um, up. <laughs> but now I can't remember what I was saying. I was saying something. Yep. You're expecting uh, sci-fi. Nope. Prior to that. Talking about the world building at all or? Oh, possibly. But there was, oh, okay. In fantasy books, certain things are done by writers to establish depth and history. Mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings does this. Um, I'm watching Wheel of Time. It does that. And what they always, always do, and that's in air quotes there. It's not always, obviously. But they put ruins all throughout the landscape, there's a, a ruin of a road. There's, you know, statues and all of this and, and these ancient um, dwellings that they're all occupied, occupying now with all of these descriptions of these past the mosaics and whatnot. It's a way to um, put depth in the story because then you the, explain what it's for and all that yeah, kind of stuff yeah. usually. And, and that fantasy writers, readers like that depth. They like to know that there was a world that came before, there's a world we're in now, there's a world we're going to. So it was, and I was a little irritated with that because it felt slapped in on this one for me. Um, and it, I, it wasn't organic, but it became organic towards the end. 
but it still wasn't as. And see, I think that's where my, those sorts of things are the things that tend to attach me to a fantasy book. I get invested in the world. I want to explore the world. I want to understand it. When I walk into a fantasy book, I want something like built. And for me, it wasn't quite built enough in this, which again, I recognize I it would have bogged you, it down. It, it, I think if you read more of the series, and I know you're not real inclined to, I think you would you would get engaged more yeah. in the world. And but, yeah. but I mean, oh. no. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say it, it, it. It's just one of the things that made this first book a struggle for me. And because there wasn't enough there to make me curious mm-hmm. is something that made me not feel inclined to, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, I need to go. I need her to now go explain this or I need to understand that. I was like, OK, I've got a contained story. I'm content with the story ending here. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say, the thing, too, about these books is that it is told from Moon's perspective. Moon does not care about the history, particularly wow. of the world. Um, and a lot of that history has been lost. Because you do, as you go down the series, they do have to interact wow. more with elements of the past, um, which they just don't understand because that history has been mostly lost. And the Raxura are also pretty like reclusive from mm-hmm. the rest of civilization. Um, other than maybe grounding civilizations that exist near where the uh, where their colonies are primarily located, like they might know of the Raxura, but for the most part, I mean, like with Moon, he was always confused with the Fell. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are they wouldn't necessarily know that knowledge anyway. So having her, it I just it doesn't. I don't know. I was glad that you don't ever get like a complete picture of everything that came before it's hinted at and you do learn more about it as you go along. in further installments but right. it's never like laid out plainly or just so, a big um what's the word i'm like ex, ex like big ex- exposition, exposition yeah. about like oh this great war of which Which you hate yeah, but, yeah it's like i don't need all that information i'm not like a historian here i want to know <laughs> i want to see it from like the character's perspectives or something like that like what we do so here. the thing i am most interested in in the future is how far apart the Fell and the Raxura actually are in evolution, because I get the impression they're not that far apart. I mean, they can interbreed. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not that far apart. Um, I don't know that you'd ever get an answer to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it is something that's explored more in like the third, fourth, and fifth books. Okay. Third book is probably my favorite of the series. Um, Oh, sorry, like Danny's very chatty at the moment. I'm not sure. Hi, were you not aware I was standing or sitting here? She's perfectly aware. She just wants attention from everybody. Well, you know, when one is well fed, one is excited for attention. Come up here. You're not a pain in the butt. Come here. Yeah, come here. Yeah, that is uh, the fell. Uh, I did want to learn more about the fell from the first book because I. I when I read it the first time, I wasn't super impressed with the fell. I was just like, oh, just, you know, your regular bloodthirsty bad guys. Mysterious bad guys, everything. yeah. Not even mysterious. They just want to kill everything. I'm like, how does that kind of culture, like, survive? And Yeah, but when you get to the end, you see that they have, they yeah, have much more ambition. Do. And so then I kind of, like, wanted to know more about them. Yeah. And then the second book, you don't get anything. But, yeah, the third, fourth, and fifth book, um, it does build on that. Oh, see, more. they felt so, like, oddly enough, and I'm only thinking of this because you mentioned Lord of the Rings, but Lord of the Rings and 
Elstone or Sword of Shannara, they feel like that mysterious entity that lives just on the other side of the wall kind of thing. Like you, you have Mordor. Mordor, right? Mordor, yeah. And then you have, I think it's literally a wall in Elfstones of Shannara or in Sword of Shannara. Um, no, it's the north where the bad guys all just congregate into one location and mysteriously <laughs> live. That's very much how it felt, felt to me. Um, particularly when they ended up going in that location and they had to escape. And I'm like, oh, we have a pit. Mysterious. I'm like, and next they're going to start describing like orc level slavery going on here. I don't know. It, like, it felt like a very cliche element that I knew exactly what the fell were like. And again, it just, I was like, okay, that's the fell. They're that See, being. I, I, once we got to the point where, and, and it was pretty clear from the beginning, well, not from the beginning, but the beginning of the fell when they, mm-hmm. when they were actually so there was the, the, they went to the first, mm-hmm. I don't know what the Rex is, or the first court and everyone was dead. And then it's we. cloud something, I think. Sky Copper. I just meant the, oh, sky the copper. court, okay. what they're, they're called, their courts. Everybody oh yeah, the courts. Court. Yeah. Um, and so they, they just kind of introduced the fell there and, and, but then by the end we see they have an ambition. They, yeah. they want to take over the evolutionary future of the planet yes and they know that they can do that best by i did like that i'm sorry it dawned on yeah. me i liked the little queen from sky copper she was hilarious Frost. you need to you need to find me a oh. consort i was like yes i <laughs> loved every interaction with children that occurred in yes this. i did I like that too stone and he's just like picking them and setting them aside <laughs> and we're doing this and no you can't do that yes you yes. can do that no stop doing that and then meanwhile moon's going and, and I, I could feel Moon, and it's never mentioned, but I could feel Moon watching Stone to figure out how he's supposed to be. Yeah. And I, I like that. And you could see that progression as he was going through the book, as he became more and more assertive in who he was going to be in the future of yeah. this court that he's... Whether he thought he was going to get there or not, he, he's, he's a little dense, but, you know... <laughs> He did, you know, grow up completely devoid of any society, whether yeah. it's his own society or not. Uh-huh. He was yeah. just shifting from in, and trying to disappear, not even trying to fit in, but trying to just not be seen in every culture that he was at. And so everything was exterior for him. So if you tell me there's a lot of frost involved in the future books, I may consider them. <laughs> Is there? Uh, I mean, they reappear, but they're always side characters. Oh, no, they're, okay. like, they're little children. They can't really... <laughs> She was adorable. I was ready. If, if you were about to tell me that Frost was like, like I was going to get they some solid pretty, Frost payoff and I was going to consider it. They do have some pretty cute interactions in book three. Book four and five kind of go crazy. Not crazy, but just like there's a lot that happens there. So I don't even know if they really appear in those books as much. Um, but I do like their interactions with Moon in the third book. Okay. Um, so. Second book, honestly, is kind of filler. I mean, if you like world building and want to see more about, like, kind of explorations into stuff that kind of touches on past. Does this land have a name? The Three Worlds. The three oh, worlds. The Three Worlds, that's yeah. right. Sorry, I'm laughing yeah, at my cat who is currently making love to your shoe. <laughs> she likes shoes, she likes bags. She likes yeah. foreign smells. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the kids were adorable. Yeah. And, and I did, I really enjoyed Moon seeing everything and... and not going, not overtly, because there was not inner dialogue. Thank God I'm so tired of inner dialogue. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. if I can't remember if it's in first person or not. Oh, that one? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Inner dialogue. This is a trend that can just 
I must have cried out and made some small noise. Oh, it's first person. Your favorite. This is well. This is why the first one is yes. We're talking about the next book we're reading in case anybody needs to know. Yeah, the sequel is new adult. Well, I mean, it is more likely to be first person when it's YA, it seems. Yeah. Popular. Yeah. Well, it's a trend. It, it's something that started. Uh, well, and it's, it's teens. No, no, no. Um, I would say the first real popular one was um, with what's her name? They, they made the movie Hunger Games. Is it Hunger Games first person? I would say that's one of the first ones I think that it's came first out. First person, but I could have sworn first person was big even. Well, no, it's d- it's been done. It didn't become everything was first person oh. until yeah, around so that, that same it's, time. It's, it's a the lot of the dy- this dystopian oh, yeah. stuff Everyone that that is the rip off Hunger Games. Yeah, stuff. yeah. So late aughts. However, I believe the person who was guilty of using it a lot, if I can remember correctly, it's been so long as Faulkner. Oh. What were you going to say? <laughs> what were you going to say? I'm dying to know. Fuck Fal- Faulkner. Oh, I cannot stand Faulkner's writing. I'm not and sure, She likes though. Faulkner. No. Oh, no, you don't no, like no. Faulkner? Oh. Uh, what, what has he done? Oh. Um, right, He's no. done As I Lay Dying. Okay, wait. Let me make sure I have this right. Uh, books. He's done uh, The Sound and the Fury, As That's I Lay Dying. I uh, the Sound and the Fury. We should do that book. Yeah, let's let's. It I is think... a mishmash mess of a story that makes zero bloody sense. Is it one of them puzzle books? No, no. I wish. So there's just no way. Because then I could sense. cut the damn thing up, and burn it, and throw it away. God, I hated reading that book. <laughs> if I okay, let me. So, As I Lay Dying is narrated by 15 different characters over yes. 59 chapters. That's what it's, he's known for. That's it's the story of the death for. of Addie uh, Bundren and her poor rural family's quest and motivations, noble or selfish, to honor her wish to be buried in her hometown of Jefferson, Mississippi. Um, Maybe that's the one I read. I don't know. I can't stand Faulkner. Usually I've it's, of it, but I it's don't think usually Sound and Fury is the one that most people have, have read. Heard of, have not read. Um... The only thing I can remember as I lay dying is there is literally a chapter from the boy's perspective, the young, young boy's perspective. And I think the only word in the chapter is fish or it's a type of fish. And that's it. And people treat it like this is really. No, no, just once. Just the single word. Just the single word. And I can't remember if it's fish or if it's a type of fish. And people have like find it to be mind blowing. And I'm like. Okay, but I think his stuff is was at least that. Let me see. Uh, as I lay dying, let's see. As I lay dying. Uh, perspective. Perspective. Thank you. Perspective. Yes, uses first person point of view. So Faulkner is, I think, one of the. Uh, key people who've really made it iconic and used it to play around with and since then people have trying been trying to replicate that like what can i withhold what can i provide what can i mess with when by doing first get, person and then, and then what do we get amber's favorite thing an unreliable narrator an unreliable narrator <laughs> yes i do like unreliable Wait, narrators Twilight done in first person or third person uh I'm not i don't sh- know Think it if that was first, first person, person, that would it, also be one that kicked off the train. Which we've also been, I think, late odds. 
Yeah. Oh, it, it, it became a thing because I was trying to get back into reading around that same time because I was done being busy with kids all the time. And I was like, well, why is everything I did that? Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> um, everything was, I did this and I did that. What the hell? What is this I thing? I don't want to know what I am doing. I want to know what all of the characters are doing. So I know that Twilight is forced perspective because it's from Bella's perspective because then Stephanie Meyer went back and wrote from um, yeah. Edward Edward's perspective. And apparently it's really creepy. Um, like from, I, I wonder why. From what I understand, a lot of, from what I've seen in people on social media, they like were so excited, like oh, Midnight Sun, and then they read it and they're like, yeah. like yeah, Edward was creepy. A two hundred year old man shouldn't be glomming on a fourteen year old or however yeah. old she was. Yeah. Um, however, I'm having a hard time figuring out if it's actually okay. first person. It just keeps saying it's I primarily it's, narrated from Bella's point of view. Yeah, but I that doesn't. I, I don't think it's first person. But yeah, it's, it's just third it's person just, limited. Bella's. Yeah. I think it mimics like Harry Potter mm-hmm. where it's Harry's point of view, but it's third yeah, person. Third so person. it's, it's limited perspective, not on uh, um, preferred way of omnipotent Murderbot is first person. Mm, I'd have to look at it again. Um, but I like, I think it's, I think it's, but I think it's more like Twilight and, and Harry Potter. I don't think it's ever I. Yeah. First person is always I. Yeah. Whereas Murderbot, the but Murderbot we, will. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna discuss Murderbot. But we can later. all agree, second person. Oh, I don't even. Is the worst. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> what? I remind me. What you. you. Oh, you. Yeah. You walk into the room. It's like no. Nope, you I'm pick up all the object. Yeah, yeah. Usually it's um pick your own adventures. The one that they've said really can't really be done. It, it, it's only pick your own adventures that usually use you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's how we play D and D. Yeah, but <laughs> or, or if people do like fanfic with like a an actor or whatever. Yeah, and have it's, it like yeah, your name or whatever. Yeah, which is not my kind of thing. No, but some people like it. But back to this book because we really like nosedived <laughs> off onto a tangent there. Um, I don't even know what we were talking about before. Well, we were talking about perspective, or not perspective, but well. Well, yeah, I was saying I I like the fact that I didn't I didn't have to have a lot of internal oh, dialogue we com- on this one. Yeah, we were comparing it to what we're reading next. That's going to be first person, and that this was not first person. And then we were trying to figure out that's who. a snippet from murder. Oh, I'm yep. talking right into the microwave. Microwave. Hello. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> talking microphone. to the microwave. It's just a microphone. I know my objects. I swear. Do you? Um, I would have to read more of it than this, but it see. looks like it's first person because she says, I, I made a yeah. obscene gesture to the ceiling. Um, so yeah, it's probably first person, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, she's a robot. So she doesn't have a lot of internal dialogue. She's not, she's not, emo- you know, having endless emotional crises it's, it's over the fact that, <laughs> yeah. that, yeah, that, no, that, yeah. So the murder body is like one where I opened it and I was like, oh, it's first person. And then like, I started reading it in like two sentences and I was like, oh, this is all right. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. Yes. And see, this is why we're here doing the cloud roads is because of you. Yeah, murder bot. So yeah. like, if you hate this, this is your fault. Oh, no, I don't. I, I legitimately do not hate this. I think you will like murder bot when we do it. Yeah, I know you've, um, you've resisted reading it up until now. Well, no, because I know we're going to eventually yeah. do it. Um, I can't wait because we're I, that will give me the excuse to actually go through and read the whole thing because I've only read like two of them, maybe three of them. I can't remember. Just yeah. 
Um, well, I ended up starting to have to read for this, so this is all I've got time for now is right. reading and, for this. And I, I want to be clear, I didn't, I didn't hate this. Unequivocally, I didn't hate this. Um, I think it's, I, I think it, it was an emotional. You've been, you've been exhausted for weeks, and, and I, I think it was an emotional. Not emotional. Not, I mean? It was not my mood. Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, because the other day I was reading um, a historical fiction and I was trying not to start crying at work because it was really good. Um, but it's, it very much could be that I was not in the mood for fantasy, which is really weird because usually... Yeah, also, I think you got a lot of fantasy coming up. Oh, I know, I know. You might want to get your mood under control. <laughs> Um, I just don't think this was like, this was probably legitimately a book that I would have read the first few chapters and went, oh, this isn't what I was, I'm going to read right now. And I would have set it aside, but probably come back and read it. Um, I, I recognize I read things because I have to, but at the same time, I am very much a mood reader. Yeah. I, I, I'm a little surprised that yours indifferent to this one as you ended up being. Yeah. It, it was, you kept coming in and saying, I'm indifferent. And I kept saying, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, which this is one of the few times we, we talked very little yeah. about this book ahead of time. Um, mainly cause I didn't want to get into discussions about whether I was liking it or not. Yeah. I, I wanted to just, and then, you know, the Legos started and it was <laughs> headphone time. And I was annoyed every time somebody would come in the room. It's like, go away i'm listening and i'm working yeah yeah um no this is something that probably another situation i would have been driven to want to read the other books what have you but i just wasn't the right timing so we haven't talked about the the two queens yet yeah bless you that was a sneeze yes that was a sneeze danny sneezed she does. It was just sounds. It wasn't. No, no, no. That was her sneeze. It sounded like a very small wheeze. Yeah. No, those are her sneezes. She has very tiny, dainty sneezes. With unlike uh, um, Murphy, who sounds like he's hacking up along every time he sneezes. I think, I think he caught something when he was a baby. Yeah. He's poor Murphy. We love Murphy. He's a special cat. <laughs> he's sweet. Yeah. Very sweet. Um, but no, that was a sneeze. Um, okay, so, well, I mean, we really haven't discussed... I mean, we're 45 minutes in, but we've discussed elements, but we really haven't discussed, like, plot or anything beyond that, or, or I mean, we have. Characters. We talked about what the fell were up to. Yeah. In- um, I liked Jade as a counterpoint to Moon. Okay, which one's Jade? Remind Jade me. is the, the one queen. that... Yeah, the younger queen. The one oh. that... That Stone wanted him paired daughter with. Queen. Okay, okay. The sister queen. queen. Well, she was kind of like daughter queen status at the start, and oh, she was okay. working her way to sister queen. Status, okay, which had confused me because I didn't know if sister queen meant actual literal sister or, um, but daughter queen is just like a younger queen. Sister queen is one that has like. Well, I think I, I I my impression was once you're at sister queen, you can start reproducing. Um, I thought it was more of a constraint as to whether you reproduce or not i don't know i will say sister queen as a term really confused me because i just kept picturing sister wives (laughs) as a concept and i was just like it's more of the consort thing yeah well that's yeah i just like um okay and so when when and and legitimately like it was like okay there's they're gonna be sister queens and then they were like oh but you can't come near my consort once they, like, once they tag them. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, but like, isn't the whole, and, and it really was, my brain was picking up on sister wise. I thought, I'm like, isn't it that, you know, the, the queens will be shared amongst the same consort? 
Um, like they'll they'll share the same consort, but I, it was, I really it was very much just the opposite. It said sister queens that you couldn't get past. Sister no, wives. no, I really couldn't. I was I was really like I was really confused as to why it was such a like 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 a, such so a budding you head. Were, you were immersing yourself in letting the terminology just be the terminology. No, I was trying. I I was trying, but I, I didn't the, acknowledge that yeah. you weren't trying. I was saying you didn't. No, it drop wa- into it. Yeah, it wants this fine line of where concepts and terms seem. Oh, it's, it's the yeah. ice machine. Oh. Um, where concepts and terms were just similar enough to things that we use that they were butting. I, I couldn't. They were butting in my head. I, I really couldn't settle into them because I was getting them mixed up and confused. And she was using such common terms like the names and stuff that in courts and and I couldn't. It's better than endless made up shit, though. Yeah, but I, I couldn't I couldn't separate it from the context that I already had it. So, like, for example, when I kept referring to courts, I kept visualizing Akatar. I'm like, this is not the kind of court they're talking about. But that's what I kept visualizing whenever they referred to it as a court. And then they would, like, describe it as, like, what sounded like a mound. And I'm like, what? Well, court is just a... A group of I know, I yeah, know, but yeah. my, my, my brain was having a really hard time taking the fantasy elements that I would know these terms towards and then using them. And, and it's so okay, there was... San- Sister Wives is not a fantasy no, element. No, it's not. It's but, an actual but, thing. It's an actual <laughs> thing, but it was I, was. I was trying to figure out the sister queens, and then, you know, they were talking about queens, and they have wings, and so I kept thinking, like, dragon riders at Pern, and then they were talking about <laughs> how the you other... You just let go of everything else and just read but this I, book. I was struggling to. I could not put myself into it, because then they were talking, and I was like, okay, so these are the only kinds that can actually breed, and then they were talking about the Arbors? Arbora. Arbora could actually breed two and they bred separately. And I'm like, okay, then what makes the queen special? Is it just because they have wings? Well, no, because they're the the Arbora ones. can't produce queens and consorts. Yeah. I know, but I couldn't figure out why queens and consorts were so like. Because the queens are the most powerful. Okay. They so colony. Think, think Dragon Riders Pern. You have to have a gold dragon in order to have which was, a proper clutch. Green dragons could have clutches, but they eat firestone. Okay. So. Th- so it wasn't a, a proper, like, like I said, there were just, <laughs> I if did we're not. We're going to apply other books in order to explain this to you. They are very much, very similar to Dragon Riders of Pern, only they're the dragons. And I actually like that aspect of them. They and came across very, not dragon-like, but very, uh, dragon-like, I guess. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll dragon-like. Just, but, don't go with dragon-like. But yeah, but that was my struggle is, is I couldn't. I, I really, like, I was indifferent because I didn't settle into the book. There wasn't anything that I could find, like, feel familiarity and, like, trust that familiarity. I spent the entire time thinking I was misunderstanding so much. And then the common use so of language. she really should have just identified with Moon because her experience with this story was definitely Moon's experience with his oh, entire life. It's like, I don't know what's happening. I trust no one. They're all going to kill me. And then the one person I do trust poisons me. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I can see it. I, yeah. I wanted someone to freaking explain things to me at times and no one was explaining things to Moon. <laughs> and that, to me, that works in the book because it, it should be, if your perspective is from a certain character and that character is disconcerted, you should be disconcerted reading the book. That's that's a well-written book. Uh, because it's, it's, it is well-written. I, without yeah. a doubt, say it's well-written. It just, it could not capture me. I, I was... 
It's a shame. It's quite good. I, I, Give it a try again later when you're in a mood. In a different mood. A I good may. Mood. What you doing? <laughs> you very much that's, are. That's Martin. Are I'm not in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you are now. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring guest made by Martin. Yeah. Making crinkling cold. noises. Food. I'm not in this episode. <laughs> um... Okay, so Jade and Pearl. I I liked that I didn't want to like Pearl. And then we get to the end and we realize Pearl was just trying to do the right thing. Yeah, she wasn't just like a villainous like. No, no, she was character. just trying and she didn't. And again, she didn't know who she could trust. She knew somebody was off within the court. She didn't know who it was. Nobody else was trusting her because they thought she had gone batshit crazy. And I, I liked it. I liked when I got to the end and I'm like, okay, Pearl, I'm not, I'm not yeah, hating on like you. Yeah, she's like an actual, fully realized character, not yeah. just like some stereotypical yeah, villain yeah. that needs to be overthrown so that the real heroes can take yeah. over. Yeah, and, and so that, the that Jade, is that what her name mm. I can't remember their names in this book. Jade, nothing. Jade. The so that, yeah, because in a typical written story, they would overthrow Pearl and the two Save of them the would mate and, and everything would be wonderful and she would claim him as his consort and then they would lead the court off to glory. Um, we're clearly not there yet in this book. Um, but and my big complaint on books that we've been reading late, lately, this is a complete story. It had a beginning, a middle and end. And yet it's a series and we're going to have more, but it's an overarching series. Yeah. So well done on the author on that one. She knows what she's doing when it comes to writing. See, meanwhile, I couldn't figure out why everyone was treating Pearl like a villain. I was like, what has this woman legitimately done other than age to warrant? Well, they, no, she they... refused to move the court while they were dying. Yeah. Uh, she Things let the fell in yeah. and she didn't tell them why she was letting the fell in. And it seemed like she might actually consider whatever it is that they wanted because she wasn't telling anyone what she was planning. And then she just wasn't communicating with anyone. She'd withdrawn herself from the court. She they thought really she had a mental anymore. illness of some sort. Yeah. So they thought she was losing her mind. See, all of that seemed like, I don't know. Like, I didn't see those as villainous elements. I saw that as someone who was strong. No, I know. I know. But like, like there was but so like, much yeah, animosity no. to her. They need a court to be run because they're a very social species. They need to have a lot of communication. But we didn't have enough exposure for me to be like, oh, yeah, no, she's she's failing it. I was like, I'm not quite sh- I, I don't know well, that this I is in the false. I, 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 she didn't come off as super evil, but it did seem like she was definitely a major roadblock to actually. So we were introduced court. to Moon, who knew nothing. Yeah. We were introduced to Stone, who knew everything, but Stone wouldn't communicate with Moon, so we weren't getting everything. But there was a level of automatic trust that came with Stone because. He was Moon's first exposure to his own kind. Oh, see, after and the two women, like, after the two women at the yeah. very beginning, while I liked Stone, I couldn't trust Moon's instincts. So I couldn't, I didn't implicitly trust but Stone. He didn't trust Stone either. You weren't supposed to trust Moon's instincts. Know, you were supposed to trust Stone's instincts. And Stone was saying that Pearl was sick. He said unequivocally. But she wasn't so like in the end. Right, but she was not behaving the way she should have been behaving. I know, but I didn't trust that Stone was telling us the truth. Like I yeah, it, it she really did not immerse herself in the story. I she didn't. did not. I did didn't. Not. No, yeah, I, I could not settle into the story. And yeah. I didn't hate it. I just Yeah, I I think I think when you know you've gone through your 
18,000 pounds. <laughs> the, the one TikTok where the, the bookshelf's yeah. coming through the ceiling. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, thank God Amber's on the bottom floor. Not that we have two <laughs> floors. We only have one floor, but she's the on concrete. Exactly. She's on concrete. She's not breaking through um, due to the number of books that are in her room. But uh, when you get that moment. One day I will have a library. <laughs> With I, a I ladder. Dreamed, I dreamed of that my entire life and I still haven't got it. With a my ladder. my children won't move out of my house. Um, but I'm you, sorry, the economy does not permit me to do so and you settled in fucking California where I it's know, even worse. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, then, you know but the other anyway, things that you, led to it. Hey, focus. No. Give this one a try later on again. I, yeah. think, I think you will like it better if you give it another try. I, I honestly can't say that I plan on returning okay. to it. I have so many other things that I want to read that returning to it and or continuing it is not. You should read book three. It's so good. <laughs> Do I have to press her through book two to get to book three? Because I don't have time I to read my, on my own. Back. I mean, the good thing about two is that, I mean, you do get more world building. Okay. Uh, you learn a little bit more about Chime as well. Um, again, oh, and the fact uh, that he was forced into. Yeah. So you, you. You see a little bit more about that. Um, and then you also, I think the big thing that's important from two, which isn't necessarily important for the whole series, but just understanding more about solitaries, is you do meet a more stereotypical solitary and see how they behave. And so that uh, gives you understanding of why they treat Moon the way they do in book one, when they really didn't trust him and wanted to kick him out of the, you know, didn't want to accept him. Right. So, so this um, is the thing I'll point out. You can always put book two and three on your desired read list and force her to read them and force me to read them she's really into this whole we've got to pick books that we're going to force others that <laughs> that we want to read and that that might or you want to read that might force us to read books that we wouldn't typically choose so yeah and vice versa yeah, because yeah. To book three because then you meet shade and malachite because they're also awesome okay characters. now i gotta decide i gotta decide if i'm just gonna get these on audiobook so i can listen to them during the day and then i'll read it and I, I don't know i don't know if i have time to read them my life is... So put them on your list. If you're going to put them on your list, tell me, and then I'll wait. I wish I could talk today. My God. It's okay. First, you open your mouth. You, you're then one to you talk. Then you shape the words. You're, you're one to talk. <laughs> there we go. Yep. I feel like there's some tongue action that needs to be in there. Yes. Well, I um, was going to say that. I was going to say that. Shape the words. Yes. Shape the words would be like with Moving your, your tongue. tongue. And your lips and uh, your jaw. And... <laughs> that was a weird thing to do. That was. <laughs> I don't think I'll do that again. <laughs> it was very on you. Anyway, let me know if you're going to do that. And then I won't. I won't. Because I am actually interested in continuing with the series. So. I, mean, I would want to do book three again. I don't know. I've never read book two a second time. I probably should. I say we I enjoyed it. it because I didn't know what three, four, and five were going to be. Because those, yeah. those are much better. Um, That's what happens when you read series. You know, it's, it's just like, it's like, oh, this was a good book. They gave me a lot in the thir third book. I was like, oh, my God. The third book is always the best book when it's a multi-book series. It's that simple. <laughs> I would argue with that. Do you really think The Return of the King is better than... Fellowship of the Ring. I mean, it has more Aragon action, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Fellowship of the Ring, and that's that's a trilogy. That's not. A, I mean, it is a series, but that's a trilogy. I'm talking about. He, I'm talking about like but, multi book but, but series. Okay, but so, you really have to look if you're going to say that the Lord of the Rings 
is is not just a trilogy. There's the Hobbit. There's the trilogy. There's the. But it was Sam written. Blah, 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 it was written as a trilogy. Really? Yeah, Sam it was William. written as a trilogy. I'm talking like Harry Potter. I'm talking <laughs> Elfstone. Well, no, Elfstone like, Shannara is a trilogy. But as a trilogy, she just added four and five later on. Oh, okay. Well, you're not. I'm, I was trying to tell Actually, you why. I don't know if she planned a trilogy at first or not, but I do know that the first three books I think were the original trilogy, and then. Yeah, I was I was about ready to come to bat with the third books. Usually, I would argue that the Lord of the Rings is not better than the Fellowship of the Ring. You mean the Return of the King? I'm what did I say? Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Return of the King is not better than. Fellowship I like of the Return Ring. of the King better than, and it's funny because your was favorite endless war, but your favorite characters are yeah. in Return of the King. Yeah, but they're in there for like a chapter. More than a chapter. Not much more. Um. I'd also argue the white dragon is better than whatever the oh. name of the first one is. Oh, fuck no. The white dragon is not. <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban. Of dragon Quest. Dragon Quest. Yes. Prisoner of Azkaban is better than Sorcerer's Stone. Well, yeah. Um, Let me think. I'm trying to think here. I think I like the second book. Uh, 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 oh, no. I, I don't, I'm indifferent to the second one. The books were too yeah. immature for the two. If we're yeah. going to talk about um, J.K. Rowling's books. But uh, I can't get the title right. What's it called in Akatar? The third book in Akatar is oh, way boy. better than the first book. Wings and Ruin, maybe? I think it's Rings and, Rings and Ruin. So We're going to discuss it later, so but that's definitely times. bigger, better than uh, A Court of Thorns and Roses. Why um, is everything a something and something? Because that's, that was the way thing for yeah, a while. For the, or the, I don't know so if it's irritating. still ongoing or if they're kind of it's, simplifying it's now. It's easing, like a yeah. singular, a, a kingdom of blank. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Um, but I would always argue that usually the third book is the best book. So. Is there anything else you guys wanted to discuss about this book, The Cloud Roads? <laughs> it's so funny because we don't really actually discuss the books too very much. I've noticed that as we we, we just kind of talk around everything. It's it's kind of, it's it's funny. But no, I, I really enjoyed this one. It was, it was pretty good. I'm trying to think if there's any other elements about oh, it. Oh, I do I want to say that with this book, because mm-hmm. um, normally when they have characters, I don't. I just kind of make up a person. Mm-hmm. But with this book, it's the first time that I've actually associated a character with like a very specific appearance, and that was Stone. And I know it doesn't actually match up very well, but it's just what my brain connected with. Stone, just I always pictured uh, Josh Brolin as Cable for Stone, or even Gurney Halleck. But, yeah. I don't know who Gertie Halleck is, but... Josh Brolin, he plays... Oh, 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 okay. Oh, so Josh... Okay, okay. I thought you were talking about this person. Josh Brolin, no. uh, Yes, no. I totally pictured that craggy, silver-haired, thick, strong... Yeah, yeah. now I'm just picturing the main character from Gargoyles or the chubby one, Goliath. Yeah, Yeah. I was picturing Goliath. Um, Well, I was picturing, like, their human form. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say we got halfway through the book and they were like, Moon, you have the black spots like the fell. And I was like, Moon, Moon has black spots. <laughs> when did when were we told Moon like has black very spots? Early on in the book, it was discussed by his black scales that had bronze tinting right over my head. It came back up and I was in like oil and it just flowed right over. Her. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> slid right Not past. A single thing stuck. Nope. nope. 
or a bunch of things that she was very confused about and <laughs> she still doesn't understand. <laughs> no, I got halfway through and they were mentioning the black scales and how it looked like fell. I will say the whole he had actually interacted with the fell before felt like it came out of nowhere. I think that was the you, one you thing that frustrated that. me. That's the one thing that we discussed. I hadn't gone yeah. that far yet. Um, but... I think it was pretty well established that he had interacted with a lot of different communities prior to then. And he was familiar with the fell. It was clear yeah. that he was familiar with yeah. how they acted, that he probably had close-up, just not to that extent. Yeah. But then also, I feel like he okay, was so trying I, not to I've think about it. They, they, they did it, or they just did it? I think it was heavily it. implied. Yeah, okay, they did it then. The fell dude and the bad guy. The one the that he killed. and Moon. And Moon. Yeah. That he killed. Did you read the damn they book? Had sexual relations. They, okay. had, they had sexual relations, yeah. Oh, I figured it was just like sleeping with he, like how he slept with Chime. No, no, no. Because um, he finally, because I, 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 now I remember he he said towards the end, he uh, he knew he had to just do that so he could get out of there. And, and then the guy fell asleep. So he bludgeoned him, I guess. I, I don't think know. He the, ripped his head off. Or, well, I mean, he killed him and then he ripped his head yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You he killed him, but I thought they had just like. Oh no! They—they no, they, they, that he had to like let he him slept touch with him, him yeah. and then at one point it said like he took him on the balcony or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like on the balcony, out in the yeah. If it yeah. used the words "took on the balcony," I thought they had just stepped out onto the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> you were not engaged in this book at all. No. Yeah. I think <laughs> so. I were... think part of it too is that he does not like to think back to that. Like mm-hmm. I, he even mentions that it's just something that happened so long ago. He doesn't think about it. It just. It's like blocked out pretty much. I did not pick up on that. I think it was more of an embarrassment. He, it's not that it even blocked out. He just, he doesn't, he doesn't seem like a type of character that dwells on his past experiences for very long. Although they color everything that he does. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't, he doesn't forget betrayals. Well, well, or yeah, being, yeah. You know, but if he would engage in, in but he was surviving trauma. Yeah, yeah. And usually people who survive, well, people who survive trauma, they, they just, they react. It becomes instinct on how to act, not um, inner awareness. Inner awareness. Like yeah. they're not reflecting on it. Like I was actually saw on. Uh, I follow an Instagram that discusses like traumas and stuff, and they were like, "Yes, someone who has trauma is going to be more tired." And the reason why those people are more inclined to be tired is because their body is actually anticipating and naturally reacting to the potential of that trauma. So you're it. It actually takes more from those people to function on a regular basis um, because they have to either fight their natural instincts that have now developed due to the trauma or that natural instinct is constantly on the go and it's exhausting to be on high alert at all times. Um, So I I will say that was reasonable about Moon is, is that he clearly had traumas, but instead of like wallowing in them, they were just natural instincts he had. So I thought psychologically he was written very, very well. Yeah. If, if we're going to look at, I mean, he didn't even have trauma. He, he was thrown out of his nest. He wasn't yeah. even a fledgling yet or just barely reaching the fledgling stage. Yeah. Thrown out of his nest. And when he got back after he climbed back up, they were all slaughtered. Everybody yeah. he knew was slaughtered, and then he had to go survive on his own. Yeah, and, and each and, each time and, was another traumatic experience. And even that it wasn't even like the first time because first 
he was taken from the main court. Yeah. 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 Well, and he doesn't remember that trauma, but, but we also know that, you know, young, young kids that witness, um, like murder or whatever, even if it's prior to their memories, it affects who they become later in life. Um, that's, and that's one of the reasons why I liked them, the writer bringing in the fledglings because we could have seen how adorable moon could have been. Had he not had this, do we find out why he was taken? Yes, in okay. the third book. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> now I have to read because I, I want to know why he was why he was. Oh, the third book is so good. And which okay, I'll find out. Later. But is is Sarah going to pick these books? Are we coming back to these? Well, I didn't think I even could because they're not particularly popular. Oh, oh. we don't just do popular shit. We we supposed to choose a popular book. I, yeah, I, we're going to be doing Ursula Le Guin, and not that I mean she's hugely popular, but well, there's we'll nothing see, new. So we'll see what this episode's results. Get us, so keep it on your list. If we see that this has a lot of listens, then yeah, we can easily return to it. See, it's dependent on listens. <laughs> that means I have to read it on my own. And then you'll have to reread it. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Okay. I don't mind rereading. Anything else we wanted to discuss this time? Or is this going to be a slightly shorter episode? Well, I don't know. We still have to do our quotes. Well, no, I... And I have a quote. Oh, okay. Do you have a quote? I don't really have a specific quote because there are just lines that I obvi- I didn't even take notes. Um, she just knows you know it, it so, so well. well. <laughs> she picks it up and randomly well, it's not, reads her favorite parts. Out, like a quote off. Of okay, memory, fine. But... I'll do my one and only quote. Got to find it in the book because I put it in. Words Otherwise, time. I would just be writing paragraphs in my notes. <laughs> There's not enough room. <laughs> I will say one of the lines I do like is near the end, and I, unfortunately, I'm just going to paraphrase it because yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. It's when Stone, um, Moon says something. He, I think it's after he was injured or something like that. And Stone remarks that he must be feeling better because he's gotten mouthy again or something like that. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking that about. That makes me chuckle every time. Anything so, Stone says. So this is one of the few inner dialogues that we get mm-hmm. um, from Moon. And I like it because it kind of does an Anne McCaffrey thing where it's italicized. So you know it's an inner mm. dialogue thing. And he says... If you can't fit in here, it's not them, it's you. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought that was I thought that was really cool because it it, it was one of the most self aware things he yeah. says to himself because he doesn't he doesn't he's not very self aware. Yeah. Encapsulates like all his major fear right there. Is... Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. No, it's good quote. Yep. So I think the first thing is. Are we talking about this? Yeah. How exciting. How exciting. So, Sarah, how exciting do you find this book? I think I would give it a five, because the first time I read it, I did just, like, sit down and read it all the way through. Okay. I gave it a five. Okay. Um, because, uh, yeah, I was wanting to know what was going to happen. I, I, other than Legos, I, <laughs> I was ready to go. <laughs> I'd have read it all in, a, in the next day or two if the Legos hadn't dropped in my lap, so... Literally. They literally dropped in your lap. Literally. I wasn't expecting them. Um... I gave it a three. I was neutral. <laughs> I, I what all the numbers are going to be. I didn't dislike it. I just. I mean, I guess neutral. that's a start. Yeah. No. I, yeah. It's a, it was neutral. Uh, I think next is ease, ease of, of reading. reading. Yeah. I would probably give it a four because even the first time I read through, um, the beginning is a little slow. And then sometimes I just got lost trying to picture what she was describing for backgrounds. But otherwise. Yeah. So now I'm going to amend because I actually wrote down five, but mm-hmm. no, I'm I'm in agreement with Sarah. There there were aspects of it that. So what a, a four, four you're four. agreeing with the four? Yeah, okay. the four, yeah. Um, the beginning was was 
it wasn't even slow. It was just like, what is happening here? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, is this going to keep me going long enough to figure out? I didn't care about the cordons. I didn't care yeah. for them when no. they were first described. I was like, oh. I did like it when they went back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it scared the she shit out done. of them, too. But that was the distraction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no, and, and four. Four? Yeah. Okay. I, I gave it, it covers somewhere between a two and a three. Um, obviously there were elements that highly confused me and just went right <laughs> over my head, which should give it like towards a two. But at the same time, I recognized that I was just neutral and, and we've established three is neutral. And I was, I was pretty neutral. I didn't hate anything about the descriptions. I just was confused. So I don't know that it was easy, um, for me to read, but it could have just been my mood. I, there are times when I pick up a book and I look at the words and I'm like, these are words. These are all words I know. They mean nothing. Because I had that with a recent book, too. I started reading Gideon the Ninth. And I'm like, you are using words that I should know. But this, this is, is English. This is English. <laughs> I took an I, anthropology class and it was cultural anthropology. And I yeah. was just sitting there. And there was this assumption that you had already taken previous cultural oh. anthropologies. And I had done f- physical anthropology. And I sat in that class and I went, he has used words that I know. <laughs> But strung together in a sentence that makes zero sense to me. Just weird nomenclature. And he came up to me right before the midterm test and he said, you've got until tomorrow to drop this class. (laughs) And I said, I will be dropping this class. (laughs) I was so tired too. I was sitting there. I slept through. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah, I I get that total. Yeah. yeah, I get that feeling. It's like a bunch Um, of words here, but they don't say anything put together. And that's how I know I'm a mood reader because then I'll go back to those books and suddenly it'll make perfect sense. Yeah. Um, and so th- this ease could very much have been to do with my mood. Um, however, at the same time, I can sometimes push through and like, it'll become easier because I settle into it. And I just, I could not get settled into this book. Um, and I, excitement. What? Excitement. Excitement is next. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll no emotional reaction, emotional reaction. In three. I had no real emotional reaction to this. I didn't dislike it. I didn't hate it. I yeah, and you can attest this, Kim. I just kept coming yeah. in going nothing. I yeah. got I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Kim? Um, I gave it a four. I you know, I I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking when I gave these now. But cuz I I clearly talking back on it, I quite like it. Yeah. Um, but I do this with all the books. I think one thing and then we start talking about it. I'm like, "Oh, I hated it." But I actually liked it. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so I gave it a four. Um, what was it again? My brain. Emotional <laughs> reaction. I loved the ending. I really did love the ending. The ending brought it together for me so that I could then look back at the rest of the book and go, okay, yeah, we were we were building to something very specific. I had no idea where we were going. And I got a little irritated when we ended up at that other, the, the, the last species and they were all indifferent and, and half dead. The ones where the skulls were everywhere. Um, oh, the Dwai? Yeah. I, I, I got, I'm like, really, really another species. Um, <laughs> you but, get that in every book. <laughs> I know, I know. But then I was like, but then we got more of, because the fell were there and we mm-hmm. got more of what they were doing. And, okay, I, I get it. I just I got another species on this planet. There are a lot of species on this planet. There were, there were. What about you, Sarah? What was your emotional reaction? Uh, well, I mean, I bonded with Moon pretty fast. And okay. Like, I, I expected felt everything that he felt pretty much so i would say it was a five i expected that as i was reading this i was like i can see it i can see 
very much was, I was like, I can see why Sarah likes it. I can see, I know exactly which character is pulling Sarah through this. I'm like, but I. That was, when I read Murderbot, I'm like, oh God, Murderbot is Sarah. <laughs> yeah, Murderbot, I have a strong yeah, connection yeah, yeah, too. Like, I yeah, just, I was like, I know I why like, Sarah <laughs> likes this book because I am reading and Sarah in this book, only she's not a robot. I mean, when I read The Cloud I, like, I even saw parts of Murderbot in Moon, like the sassiness yeah. and the sarcasm, and just like yep. a lot of the So the author does have a type. Policies. Oh, I'm, yes. Yeah. The, yeah. At least for these series. Okay. She's written other stuff, but I've heard that it's kind of very different or kind of strange, and so I don't know that I'll try fair. the other stuff. Fair. <laughs> scared to branch out. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair. Okay, so it was a five for you then yeah. for emotional, emotional reaction? reaction? Okay. And then. I gave it a three for overall. Again, it it really is just that like, and it was it was actually really weird because most of my reads end up being a four and a five, and there were some other reads that I'm like, technically speaking, the way they were written, the way they were done, like if you were to put these two books together, and if you were to ask me which one was better written, I would say this, and it probably should have warranted a four or a five. I'm like, but. The investment, I had more investment in like, well, okay, Zodiac Academy. The Zodiac Academy, like, is fan fiction compared to this. It's, and, and I mean fan, fan fiction in that, you know, that is cleaned and well-written and thought out and, you know, kind of cobbled together kind of fan fiction. Not, I know there are some fan fictions well, out like there. It's really good fan fic. No, 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 there is. But I'm, I mean, Gross. in terms of, of final quality expectations, um... <laughs> yeah. Mission accomplished. Like if someone were to say, okay, if I want a really well-written book, should I read Zodiac Academy or should I read The Cloud Ropes? And I would say, wow, you're really going in two <laughs> different directions. I know. But and but I would tell them that Cloud Ropes is the better written book. Mm-hmm. However, if you were to look at my ratings, I give Zodiac Academy a four star and this one a three star. But that's very much my personal reaction to reaction it. Yeah. to it and so that's why i was like okay fine i have to give this one a three star because it did not get a four star reaction out of me it didn't warrant a two or a one but it didn't get a four out of me well, obviously because you finished it oh are we, are we gonna do it again <laughs> what's a one one means she got, got like halfway and didn't finish two means she finished it and hated it yeah and three means neutral, neutral. and four means i don't remember it's good. It's, it's not the fun. best, but it's, it's good. And five yeah, no, is you made me cry. And I was like, this book kind of, in a way, maybe loosely, it kind of reminded me of, like, the Katni series. Yeah. I was like, but you give the Katni series five stars, either from nostalgia or whatever, and then you give this three stars, even though I would say that this one's better written. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I saw yours, and you're like, I don't know how anyone is not giving this less than a five star. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, so it's a good example. Yes, is this more detailed, better written, better developed than the Katni series? Yes, I had more of an emotional investment in Katni. I couldn't tell you why. I just did. How funny. I... So yeah, I, I. That that is. All right. I've lost words, so what's somebody your, else stopped talking. Yeah, what's your rating? Oh, mine was a five. It was a five. So on Goodreads, I said five, but I wanted more four and a half. And it, it did 
take some time to get me invested. And if you're taking half of the book to get me invested, because I mean, the facts are anything that we read other than the one book I didn't. And that was because life got in the way. I didn't finish or I, I skipped Did half of the golem and the seven? genie. I No, it was the invisible life of Addie LaRue. Oh, that was that. that. <laughs> I skipped part the of the golem and the genie too. Cause I ran out of time too, but I will finish just about any book you guys put in front of me. The fact that it took so long to get to this one is what brings it down. But then once I got into it, once I actually engaged in it, maybe I just need to build Legos every time. That could get expensive. That could. That could get really expensive. Okay. Considering the fact that you, like, build a set in a day, other than your Millennium Falcon. Yeah, but I could probably finish that in two weeks if I I wanted to. Oh, I saw someone. Okay. (laughs) Totally (laughs) off topic. There was a person on TikTok that for their husband's honeymoon or wedding gift, they got him the Millennium Falcon and he finished it in three days. And I was like, Holy can you imagine? Shit. That's how you spend your honeymoon is oh the Millennium Falcon, so which I'm sure to you sounds like a fantastic okay. honeymoon. Right. So <laughs> was this yesterday? Day before? Yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday. I, I don't know. Yeah. I did. I finished. So I have the Lego Christmas uh She's village working village. on the Lego so, Christmas village. So I finished one of them. I built another I built a, uh, a, a little free thing, baby, like hundred piece sets, hundred piece set, and I did two. I, I call them bags, the nut because they have numbered bags. I did bag two and three, literally, by because I had to finish because I can't leave them out because the cats will lose my parts everywhere. I literally could not see the. Um, my eyes were so tired. I was like. <laughs> I'm like, I can't tell what part that is. What color is it? I can't see it. Trying to force my eyes to focus in on it. But I finished it and it's all it all went together really well. So I'm happy. So this episode is the one about Legos. Because <laughs> yeah. it has come up multiple times but, now. Okay, so my point behind all yeah. of that was to do, because I think there's 17 or 19 bags in three days. Oh, he couldn't have slept. He could not have slept. You weren't doing the typical things one does on a honeymoon. No. <laughs> to do that in three well, days would have wife hurt. Was helping him. She could have been. She could have been. No, she said she. he did it oh, uh, anyway, per, per the video. I mean, those instructions only show like two steps per page, so it would be hard. Oh, no, no. Them. This one. The oh. inst- yeah, no, it's it's a it's oh. a book. I'll take you in and show you. My room's a mess, but I'll take you in and show you yeah, what, before, what the yeah. construction of this thing is. Um, the box yeah. is huge. Um, Anyways, yeah. now that we've discussed somebody else's life. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna, maybe she's a book fan and she'll go. Yep. 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 yep, yep. That's what we did on our honeymoon. <laughs> See, okay, now I would be cool with that if, like, I had a partner that wanted to spit Legos and be like, okay, here's your giant Lego set. You spend the next three days doing it, and I'm going to read my book. <laughs> or my, okay, let's be realistic. I'm going to read my six books here, um, and this is how we're spending our honeymoon in, like, some cozy little cabin. I would be down for that. I would, that that would be a perfect honeymoon to me is I get to okay, read and every, build Legos. All of that is wonderful until you have to bring that Millennium Falcon home, and it's going to fall apart in the back of your car. Oh, no, they'll have to rebuild it again. I'll get another three days of reading. I'm down for it. <laughs> so you know what I might do? I might. Mike doesn't want me to. I might get a um, uh, Vivarium coffee table and put dirt in there and plants and crash the Millennium Falcon it and put Crowley in there <laughs> oh. to live. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> now, like he would destroy it. Anyway. 
now that we are completely off topic, because we have now progressed <laughs> into the snake talk, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called you the... You say that every time. How did you not just... Why did you pause? I would have really enjoyed this. <laughs> I wanted to say Grant Newsome, and I oh. knew that was wrong. <laughs> My brain was going, Newman, and you were like, I need to see it. So, on that note, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.